0: Cabin of the Woods podcast coming to you, possibly quite high by the end of this, because we're getting the marijuana smoke from my neighbours.
1: Woo! Secondhand free smoke is the best kind of smoking.
0: <laughs> Woo! It's a tough economy.
1: Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta cut costs where you can. You really do. You know, so thanks, mate. <laughs> Maybe should we leave like a beer on his doorstep or something just yeah. as a thank you? Thanks,
0: Bong Santa. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> leave a couple of edibles out for him as <laughs> thanks.
1: Oh, my God. But it's All- amazing.
0: He builds this huge new fence, but then he still smokes weed right next to it. Yeah. What did he think was going to happen?
1: Oh, my God. All I want for Christmas is my two fat tokes. My two <laughs> fat tokes. <laughs> I say bless him. It's the same like when you go to like a music festival and you'll be working your way yeah. through the crowd and then just bing. You just like sweet spot.
0: <laughs> you're in the convergence yes. of everyone's secondhand weed.
1: It's just it's just like blowing like straight into you, and then you're just like high as a kite. And literally, all you've done is just like walk in, and you're like best concert ever.
0: We did we did that to our very straight laced school
1: captain in year twelve. Oh,
0: he was uh, he was frustratingly um, successful and focused.
1: Uh, One of them. Yeah, so
0: we came over to a party one night with us scumbags and we closed the doors and got it very Dutch in there. (laughs) Made sure he left slightly... Actually, he's still a really raging success. So, it Uh, didn't work.
1: Yeah, I was going to say typical bloody of the upper class sucking everything they want for free (sighs) from the common working man. (laughs) Oh, it's bullshit.
0: Peace, land, bread and PlayStation.
1: Oh, God. Well, um... Uh, I know that, you know, you're continuing on your way to, you know, a complete falling down, nervous breakdown. Yes. So nothing's nothing has changed there. No. Uh, on the other hand, oh my God, guess what happened to me a couple of days ago?
0: What happened to you a couple of days ago?
1: Oh my God. I might have met somebody. I might have met somebody. Ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me who I met. Does this
0: involve like a very strange app and geotagging? Some kind of Pokemon Go, no. but, like Grinder?
1: <laughs> Look, money was exchanged. Oh, okay. But, you know. I'm not going to
0: judge. Sex work is real work.
1: <laughs> That's right. I went to a supernova sort of Comic Con oh, thing. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. And I got to meet <laughs> the one, the only Michael Bean!
0: Michael Bean from Terminator?
1: oh my god michael bean from the terminator michael bean from aliens michael bean from the rock michael bean from the abyss michael bean from tombstone michael bean from a lot of my wet dreams you were
0: not like this around him were
1: you oh my god oh my god i oh my god i inexplicably twirled i started (laughs) crying Uh, (laughs) um And ended with my head on his chest. And bless him, like the true American hero that he is, he just hugged me and took it and smiled. What
0: a nice dude. But I can also see now why so many stars are turning to Cameo, where they can <laughs> do this from the safety of their phone.
1: I know. I know. Oh, my God. Like, bless him. Honestly, he was, like, the most, like, humble person. Oh. And he was, like, so genuinely lovely and actually sat there and listened. Yeah. And, oh. um, and and had a talk i went in for the for the photo i was second in the line yeah and <laughs> you know that things aren't going well when you can hear laughter from everybody else in the room <laughs> Oh, that's my job things just... are
0: going very well when that happens <laughs> oh
1: my god no literally i was just i got i got so like overwhelmed like this is this is corporal hicks this is kyle reese like since i'm like, yeah. 12 he's been like like my favorite like I never thought, growing up as a kid, I thought I would never find anyone to love as much as Kermit the Frog. And then I discovered Michael Bean. Oh,
0: Kermit the Frog never knocked up Sarah Palmer. <laughs> Sarah Connor. Sarah and Palmer? in
1: hobo's pants.
0: I know.
1: Oh my God. That's one
0: charming motherfucking pig. That's a
1: charming motherfucking pig. Oh my God. I honestly, I just came in. I just got so excited. I was just like, oh my God. Like, honestly, this is like such an option. Like, you've my favorite actor I was like 12. Like, in hysterical. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. Like, <laughs> did, like, did you get a photo? Yeah, no, he was just sort of like, he was just looking at me, just like, just like smiling, like, oh my God. Like, Bless, I'm so glad this is good for you. And then, because they've got all these pictures everywhere, you can't touch the celebrities. They're like a prize pig. You can't touch them. You can't touch them. I was just, I was gushing so much and I spontaneously started like crying. Oh no. I just, I don't, I can't even. And I was just like, oh my God, I got to think, you're like, just, you're my favorite actor. Like, you're amazing, aren't you? And bless him, he just put his arm around my waist for like a hug. And then I put my other arm around his waist. And then he just he held me in close and we were there. And then his chest was just there and it felt natural. Oh God, he
0: fucking did it. And didn't. it
1: felt right <laughs> and I just laid my head on his chest. Oh Jesus. And then <laughs> He just held me. Oh, what? And you know what the thing is? Like, I know like, I know his height and I know that he's taller than me. But honestly, it's like he was genetically built for you to just rest your head.
0: He's your waifu pillow. On his
1: chest, yes. And I just, like, <coughs> sunk into him and he was so soft and strong at the same time. And bless him, he just held me gently.
0: You should have whispered in his ear, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just to make it the most perfect stalker moment of all time.
1: Oh, my God, I can't. Well, I was just uh, – so it was, like, the photo and then, like, the people are trying to, like, remove me from, like, Michael Bean, and I'm just, like, ah, ah, And, like, I knew I had to go but I didn't want to go and I was just, like, oh, I need to but I don't want to. I twirled, uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like- crying, and then was just shown the door.
0: Like, a, like an entrant on American Idol. <laughs> yeah. I just rejected. <laughs>
1: Twirled my fucking way out of there. <laughs>
0: Holy shit!
1: Oh my god! But yeah, I've got the photo, and it's the most embarrassing photo ever because, like, my eyes are closed, <laughs> but I am just so genuinely happy in that moment. There's the photo. How happy am I?
0: You are. Uh, you need a cigarette. Yeah, you're so happy.
1: I know. Seriously, like a man has never brought me to literal tears before. And to his
0: credit, that looks like a genuine smile. Yeah. (laughs) Even though you are probably rubbing your clit against his knee like an itchy bear.
1: Oh, 100%. Holy fuck. I know. Oh, my God. And so then later on in the day, he was signing autographs. Yeah. So I went there. And obviously... Just quietly.
0: He's in good neck for a man in his 60s.
1: Oh, I'd still jump on that.
0: You did, you fucking... (laughs) You really did.
1: Oh, my God. I would fucking... Oh, he could sink to my depths of my abyss. Even with that mustache? Oh my God. Something to hold on to. Oh, Woo!
0: good. Free mustache rides at fucking Liz's house. BYO mustache and BYO Michael Bean.
1: BYO Michael Bean. Oh my it's God. It's a very
0: specific party. That's like <laughs> Stephen Hawking's time traveler party. You're going to be sitting there with cupcakes and no one showing up.
1: It's a very specific party set of skills <laughs> but yeah so we went over to the autographs yeah. um i mean because we, we had to wait well there was a bit of time difference between the two so we, you know we wandered around yeah um oh my god so we came back for the autographs chandler riggs um was there Who's from that? the walking dead carl
0: oh carl
1: grimes yeah kid the kid yeah yeah i actually felt really bad for him because there was no one in the autograph. <laughs> Cute, oh. like no one, and he was just sitting there with like his head down. Like I'm sure he was just looking at his phone. But I actually genuinely felt bad for him. Like, oh,
0: that's what happens, man. Like porn stars and child actors, they age out.
1: Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, that's what you get for not being Michael Bean. Um, that's a tough market, though. Yeah. So we we ran around the comic con. Um, I found what is I haven't seen it before, but I have found the new most disturbing trend of, I guess you'd say, cosplay that I'm so not happy about. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to tell you something and tell me if you find this as creepy as fuck as I do. Okay, it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Okay? And I just think it's fundamentally wrong and everyone doing it should be arrested. Is it Mm.
0: men or women Mm. dressing as Eleven from Stranger Things? No. No. Okay, well, that's that's pretty much as creepy as I figure you can get.
1: Uh, oh, 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 oh. oh, okay. Men, okay, in their, like, 30s, 40s, 50s... Okay. ...dressing up as Mick from Wolf Creek. Mick Taylor. Mick Taylor. From Wolf Creek. The raping, murdering... Based killer. On real life serial ba- based killer. ...based on real-life serial killer. Based on Ivan Milat. Yeah. Okay. Like... 30, 40, 50-year-old men. Like, that's that's who you're – that's
0: – What's wh- – yeah, okay, I'll agree. That's not cool. Not cool. Because he's, he's a genuine villain.
1: Yeah. That like, there's nothing redeemable yeah. about yeah. Mick. <laughs>
0: I once did that laugh when I, I was – I can't remember what I was doing. I was working somewhere and this woman hit on me. I know When she shut it that down And she said something like that And I did the Mick Taylor laugh And she just turned around And walked away And I did it totally involuntarily Yeah Turns out he was modeling Because I'm from the bush I don't know Maybe we laugh like that
1: when No, no, trust me It's something It's like an inbuilt red flag system That women have <laughs> That we just go, yep.
0: Like an old style American mailbox Just bing Red flag pops <laughs> yeah. up
1: So yeah I found that very Like Yeah, that's odd. Not cool That's odd Not cool yeah and there was I didn't po- like that film it's it's very um yeah a trigger trigger warning yeah um a, a, yeah I have a problem where the the girl is trapped is tied to the pole yeah in the shed like that scene is too extended and yeah yeah yeah.
0: there's there's yeah. there's too much obvious stuff going on there that didn't need to happen
1: yeah too much voyeuristic yeah yeah Not happy with that. Look,
0: I I appreciate what Wolf Creek did for Australian cinema. Basically rebooted it. Yeah. uh, And I I appreciate the the dude that made Wolf Creek has gone on to do some really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, that scene could have gone. That scene could have gone. Yeah. That was a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Just not cool, man. Not cool. So yeah, and there was a bit of me where I'm like, I said to my friend, I'm like, I kind of want to get a picture of this, you know, like (laughs) to show like John. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like, oh yeah, no, actually no. (sighs) I feel like I'm just encouraging them and it just feels weird and wrong but but anyway so then we came back it was michael bean just quickly though yeah
0: what's worse dressing up as a fictional serial killer or Mm -hmm. being the kind of woman that writes love letters to genuine serial killers (laughs)
1: like fucking stay out of my (laughs) (laughs) mailbag
0: dharma was gay and still got love letters from women yeah i can save him i can turn him
1: you know, yeah, so does Elton John, I'm sure. Like, yeah, well, probably. You know, you got a better chance of
0: turning Elton John than fucking a cannibal.
1: Well, you know what? Like, I guess it's, um, I guess, I guess it's one of those things like you already know what the red flags are. True. You know, you're not going to discover anything yeah. shocking and unexpected. You already know yeah. that they're like a gay, cannibal serial killer. Yeah.
0: So, number one, don't accept any drinks. Yeah. <laughs> And always meet in an open public place with no access to power.
1: You know what? I always say, like, I don't understand why people write love letters to, like, convicted serial killers in prison. Yeah. And then I go on Tinder. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, "Mm, you know what? Everyone needs a pen pal. (laughs) At least Dharma's not going to send me a picture of him holding a fucking fish with, like, 20 of his mates. (laughs) Just
0: send you a picture of his lover's head.
1: Yeah yeah so i just oh my god but yeah so we went back uh, michael bean um went to get an autograph he was just he was just very lovely and engaging and, yeah. and chatted and then humble and then he gave a talk later in the day and how is this for amazing yeah part of i won't go into like everything that i gushed at michael bean um <laughs> that's for us to know <laughs> um but you know, a part of him, he was very humble and, you know, he expressed the opinion of, you know, oh, he wished that he had the qualities of like Hicks. He wishes that he was a good man, like he's not as good a man as, yeah. you know, Hicks. And everyone's like, oh, ridiculous, you're lovely. So then one of the people that were asking him questions in the Q&A session. Yeah. um, So he was up on the stage. One of the people was a person who had got an autograph from him earlier. And the person was um highly visually impaired. Yeah. So, they could only sort of see things that were, like, right in their face. Yeah. So, he got up to ask him a question. So, Michael Bean got off the stage and then walked over into the crowd where the microphone was so we could stand right in front of this guy to, like, answer his question. And I was, like, nudging my friend going, see, he
0: is that guy. Oh, that's so good. I know. Oh, shout out to Michael Bean.
1: Oh, just – lovely all-round human being and the ultimate Navy imaginary Navy seal
0: that's so good I had my own fan encounter oh last night because yeah. because I'm such a raging success yeah I sell popcorn <laughs> at an open mic night Though. It's great popcorn. It's, good popcorn. Oh, it's a good open mic night. So yeah. I, I I work with a bunch of other local comedians to mm-hmm. basically keep the, the local open mic going.
1: And the local popcorn industry going. Yeah.
0: So it's it's me, Michael Bowley, Jacob Jackman mm. and Emily Grace. Local comics.
1: Although I will say one of the guys that you work with, whenever I'm there, yeah. he's he's never fucking around to sell me popcorn when I want popcorn. <laughs> and he's too <super> busy <laughs> fucking schmoozing to actually sell the popcorn. But you know, just bring that up in the meetings <laughs> next time. But whatever. I won't name names, but he knows who he is. Okay.
0: Uh anyway, I'm there doing the popcorn mm-hmm. and a guy comes up to me and goes, I saw you yeah. do your live podcast.
1: Ah! And I yeah. was like,
0: Hooray. And he said, These are his words. Yeah. The way Liz did that it's only it's poo thing yeah. with the Koji Bay Hotel. <laughs> yeah. So for the people who haven't caught that episode, you can go back and catch up. But basically, um <laughs> the ultimate act of bad customer service well, which was deserved yes. was a chef took a shit in someone's ice cream allegedly 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 he's he's like I couldn't believe it I didn't know that anybody else knew that story yeah he knows the chef who did it no yeah and he's just like ah he's talking about so and so and he couldn't believe it like he's texting his mate and
1: Time he's shat in an ice cream. Yeah, so there we go. Six
0: <laughs> degrees of Kevin Bacon. We know the guy who knows the guy that took the shit at coogee Bay.
1: Wow, that is amazing. Allegedly, allegedly, Fifth Amendment.
0: Now this is the we don't have that here. <laughs> now <laughs> we don't have a fucking bill of rights or amendments to our constitution like that.
1: I'm going down like Ned Kelly. I'm okay. going down, fucking shooting, bang bang, bucket on my head.
0: But I do love. Yeah, that we need to do one on the Kelly gang, by the way. Okay. I do love that we've reached the first, like, oh, I've got the secret dope. We've got that guy. Like, maybe in about another hundred episodes, someone's going to come up to me and just go, I know where the UFOs are. (laughs) I know how to get into the base.
1: Oh, my God. Fingers crossed. It
0: starts at the shit at Coogee Bay. Yeah. And it ends in Area 51. (gasps) We're on our way, baby.
1: (gasps) Woo! Oh, my God. Well, you know what? You know what's so weird? What's that? Just speaking of that, okay, and someone coming forth and finally giving us the mystery you know, the confirmation that UFOs are real. Yeah. That totally brings us into this topic of the week. That's actually not a terrible segue. <laughs> Which you believe. <laughs> well, now that to draw attention to it. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> ah, every damn time. Yeah. Okay. Now, we're going to go back to April the 6th, 1966. That's That's...
0: Pretty much when Australia moved to decimal currency.
1: <gasps> Could there be a correlation? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> at 11am. You weren't expecting that, were you? No, I wasn't. Everyone always sees UFOs at night? Yeah. And all I kept thinking is how different this story would be if it was set in 2022. Because all the iPhones, you, you, you have 10 million pictures yeah. of what happened of this thing. But it was a different Stage, Yeah. Different different time. So 1966, 11 a.m., when one to three UFOs, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. One to three UFOs were seen flying and then landing next to a high school <gasps> in Melbourne, Australia.
0: Oh, we're going to talk about, um, fuck, I know the name of this.
1: Apparently you don't. No, I don't. It was seen by over 200 students and a dozen teachers Yeah, from Westall High School. The Westall
0: UFO incident.
1: And Westall Primary School in what may just be one of Australia's greatest UFO experiences. So why is little heard about this phenomenon? Well, was it? Just a weather balloon? Ooh. Or with lost footage, stolen film, men in black and a disappearing student, could this be Australia's greatest UFO cover-up? In this week's episode of The Westall Incident.
0: Awesome. This is actually considered one of the best cases in the world. Yeah. It's fucking great.
1: Or Westall UFO got?
0: Fucking hell. (laughs) Aliens. (laughs) Everybody needs good aliens.
1: aliens. (laughs) Oh, my God. So just picture it. It's just a normal school day at Westall High School. Most students were in class. Some students were in the middle of their PE, physical exercise or gym class for our American listeners. Yep. Some students stood in the middle of the school's sports oval playing cricket. I'm not explaining cricket if you don't know. Cricket
0: is actually the progenitor of baseball. Ah. So baseball is evolved from cricket and some would argue myself included a Mm. superior version of it.
1: Basically, cricket was invented in a time when you know fancy white English people, when they were colonising the world, they had a lot of time, yeah. but they had nothing to do because they had enslaved every yeah. you know nation that they'd visited. Yeah, they needed something to fill the dreary, dreary, dreary days. So they invented a sport where you'd hit a ball with a stick. It's a bat. Um, And this would last for, what, five days at a time? Five days. Oh.
0: And the biggest advancement in it was pioneered by women. Oh. Because it used to be underarm bowling, like softball. Yeah. And then women, because they were wearing those large um, hooped dresses, Mm -hmm. couldn't bowl properly because they were doing it side up so they developed the overarm bowl.
1: There you go. Women cut into the chase. Absolutely. There were lesbians
0: in the 1700s. Who knew?
1: Damn straight.
0: Damn straight they
1: were. Oh, by Lord. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, some of them are playing cricket. When the children's attention was grabbed one by one as they began to notice a strange object in the sky moving above them.
0: Yeah. Now it's just quickly to point out mm-hmm. we're still in Melbourne. Uh, especially in the late 1960s when this is set. Even though Melbourne is a huge city, basically the same size as uh, Los Angeles Mm -hmm. or like uh, another really big spread out city like that. (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) You only know one. Not one, that's Well, no, I'm just trying to give a a reasonable Uh example. Um, Even then, uh, Westall was still kind of semi-rural. They had large tracts of um, Mm -hmm. kind of remnant bushland, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of like walking trails, all that kind of stuff. It was a very close-knit community.
1: Yeah, and it was like out by the airport.
0: Yeah, so these, these people, like it was the kind of community where everyone knew everyone
1: yeah yeah, yeah. V-
0: very idyllic, and by idyllic, I'm talking about Australia's racist white Australia policy. <laughs> so they're all reasonably fresh arrived British migrants.
1: Yeah, and like some of the like the people who would later um claim to be witnesses from this outside of the school, there were like a couple of guys who like were market gardeners. Yeah, that just you know had these these field of like crops you know nearby. Yeah. So it really was yes, you know, semi-rural. yeah
0: semi rural yeah semi rural suburban Melbourne semi-rural. very rural very strange it's all gone now but yeah back then it was a very typical australian kind of experience
1: yeah now it's all filled with like unaffordable housing yeah yeah a silver gray metallic object with a purplish hue twice the size of an average family car moved across the sky some observed another two similar craft also flying in the sky at a higher uh, altitude. altitude yeah the object moved past them and seemed to hover in the sky just past a small group of trees in a nearby reserve called the Grange that students used to run cross-country runs through. Yeah, The craft then seemed to disappear behind the trees as if landing and disappeared, and here it stayed for approximately 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm. One of the students was batting, playing the game of cricket – the game halting as they had watched the object.
0: Well, you you got to move the sight screens. You can't fucking play when someone's on yeah, the Yeah, you're just
1: like, oh, fucking UFO, it's right in my eyes. Someone it's deal so with that fucking
0: intergalactic streaker, please. Yeah,
1: do you mind, we're in the fifth. Yeah. One of the students ran into one of the science lab goody two-shoes. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. always someone narking. Yeah. He grew up to be a police informant, I guarantee. Without a doubt. Mister, mister, there's a migrant. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! There's grey people. They're <laughs> definitely not white. They might be South African. <laughs> One of the students so they ran into the science labs to inform the science teacher. Another student ran to the headmaster's office to notify the headmaster. But. Some people claim the headmaster was so terrified he refused to even go outside to look at the objects in the sky. Oh, wow. Fucker just hid in his little room the entire time.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't hit. This is back when you studied corporal punishment in Australia schools. So what's he going to do? Cane it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Ah, ah. Just comes out with his extra big (laughs) cane. I knew the day would come. (laughs) I'm back. Oh, my God, Independence Day. Oh <laughs> E.T. is a very different film if this fucker got there first. <laughs>
0: Heal yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> Whack.
1: Oh, my God. Phone home. There is no phoning during detention. <laughs> uh, they, they would never have let him in the school. He was brown. No, exactly. This was racist, <laughs> 60s Australia. Letting them on the brown kid.
0: No. No. Send him back out to the mission.
1: <laughs> oh, we have a terrible history.
0: Oh, it's ongoing.
1: Uh, the female student, Terry, who had been yep. batting, who was, in her own words, a bit of a rebel.
0: Hey, why is she a cockney? <laughs> She's from Melbourne.
1: Now, they're all Ten-pound poms in those days. I suppose, yeah, probably. Yeah. For the
0: purposes of this podcast, they're all ten-pound
1: poms. Yeah, they're all ten-pound poms. For, for those, okay, in America, what it was basically, we were so desperate for more white people to come over in the 50s and 60s. We'd literally say, like, for the, they'd only charge they didn't have to pay ten pounds. Yeah. And for ten pounds, you could immigrate That's all here. it cost
0: you. It was essentially the cost of your ticket. Yeah. And you just came to Australia, and
1: you just yeah, and we'd like set you up and stuff. Yeah, if,
0: resettled, got you a home, the lot.
1: Yeah, if you were English and and, and white, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as she approached the clearing in the grange, so she watched the object and saw it disappear behind the trees, and then she walked across the field and approached it in the grange. Yeah, she realised she was in fact the third to reach the vehicle. Oh, don't you hate that? As two girls who had been sitting on the very far fence closest to the Grange followed the object through the trees and into the landing.
0: Now, those were the fun girls of the school.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there was three. Yeah. But one of them basically stood back and watched the other two go and sort of lost sight of Oh, them wow. Because she was too scared. Fair enough. When the batsman arrived, she found the first girl, Unconscious on the ground. Okay, that's a bit fucked up. And then the second girl went running past her, back towards the school, hysterical.
0: Okay.
1: The students estimate that the craft was on the ground for approximately 20 minutes before shooting up into the sky. There it was greeted by five small aeroplanes that all buzzed around the object. Until the unidentified object took off at such a breakneck speed, it made the human aircraft look as if it were still standing still in midair. Now, some witnesses claimed that the object left a burnt circle in the grassy clearing in the Grange. Some eyewitnesses reported seeing up to several round scorch marks of various sizes left in the field. People could not believe what they had seen. Luckily, one of the teachers had her camera at work and she managed to take numerous photos of the object in flight. There you go. Absolute shatterbug. Yep. Within 25 minutes, police arrived. So this was an estimate of how long it took. Yeah. Police arrived, as did military personnel.
0: There you go. Yep. Okay.
1: New an airport. Yep. Air Force personnel And men that wore no uniforms, no insignia, they simply wore plain black suits.
0: Now, most likely that was ASIO, Australia's Security and Intelligence Organisation.
1: And they arrived at the school in trucks. What's also interesting is some of the people um, who noticed just, you know, like the general military personnel, they were wearing a green... um, camouflage pants okay yep and what was uh, interesting is other people have talked to military historians of the time yeah and they were saying the uh camouflage pants was not it wasn't the pattern that australian soldiers actually had at the time okay yep the pattern was actually one that was worn by american Personnel.
0: Well, yeah, I think Australians still wore your basic green dungarees because mm. you see the photographs of Australian soldiers in Vietnam, which is yep. this era. Yep.
1: And they basically
0: just wore plain green. Just green shorts. Yeah. Just green shorts and probably not even a t shirt. They'll just finish playing
1: cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, these were all wearing like green camouflage fatigues. Right. Which uh, people have suggested, yeah, is, is what the Americans. Yeah. Uh, military personnel would wear. Now, just a couple of
0: quick things. Mm. America has always had a military presence in Australia since the Second World War. Yes. The Second World War was the defining moment where Australia kind of pulled away from the British Empire and Mm -hmm. allied itself closer to the United States Mm -hmm. because we shared that war in the Pacific. Yeah. The other thing about this is, like, when we're talking about men in black in Australia, it's just really important to know that, like, in terms of Secret Service, Australia hasn't always had... Like, the CIA is this massive black budget.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It's it's a huge organisation. Its job is regime change Mm -hmm. and promoting American interests and Mm -hmm. fighting communism at a macro level all over the world.
1: Allegedly.
0: Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) Or it might have been the Chiquita Banana Company. I don't know. Yeah, who knew? Who knows? Australia's intelligence organisation, ASIO, Back then, especially, was a very small Mm organisation that basically existed to spy on the Chinese Mm -hmm. and our own citizens. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and of course, like we basically we let the Americans move in and set up Pine Gap. Yeah, which is like their big super spy base where they just set up all these like satellites and everything. Yeah, we Australia didn't know what the fuck was going on in there.
0: Yeah, because especially in the nineteen sixties as well, we had. Uh, a joint British-American operation out of Woomera, which mm-hmm. is in remote South Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, the the distance between Woomera and the far northwest town of Broome uh, is the same distance between America's closest rocket base and Moscow. Yeah. And they used to test, like, basically ICBMs. They would test them out there. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on that could potentially, you know, make Australia a UFO hotspot at this time.
1: Yeah. And, like, Woomera, they were letting off nuclear bombs, you know? Like, so... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was it something like 12? I can't remember. Might have been four British atomic tests out there.
1: Yeah. There was... (gasps) Do you want to know something? Do you want to know something? I don't know if I've talked about this before, but... Okay, I, I there's a there's a local swing band in South Australia, Lucky Seven, that I really like. Okay, and we go there all the time. Anyway, there's this uh, Harold. There's this old guy. He's like in his eighties, and he's always up like swing dancing. And he's so absolutely lovely. And he's there every week. And everyone knows Harold, and he's lovely. And he tries to get all the girls to dance. Yeah. Anyway, so we've met Harold at these things for like years and years and years. Anyway, Harold was talking that Harold was actually like a, a really smart guy yeah like really smart guy anyway he was working at woomera right and what they did is when they came and they were testing the nuclear bombs what they would do is they would let off the nuclear bombs and they literally made australians just stand in a field you turned your back when the nuclear bomb went off so you know you wouldn't get damaged and then basically you'd just stand around in the nuclear fallout yeah so, you know, long-term experiment. Oh, no, everything will be fine. Everyone got cancer. died horribly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so. They didn't, they didn't even move Aboriginal populations. They just no. nuked them.
1: Yeah, didn't even be like, hey, you maybe want to move Wednesday? Yeah. No. Nah. <sighs> anyway, so Harold was there. And I was like, Harold was like an engineer or something, like big brain. And he was so excited because he was like, oh, my God, like this is. Anyway, so he'd been up on the project. But. I think it was the day that they were going to release the first bomb. Yeah, I think it was an American noticed that he had a Germanish accent. Right, because obviously he had come from Europe. Yeah. So the next thing he knows, all of like you know the what do you call the military police, yeah. the MPs, basically just packed him up and he was driven off the base, like driven to oh. the nearby town and got kicked out of like Womera. He wasn't allowed to work on the Top Secret project anymore. Oh, wow. Because he might have been with Jerry. Yeah. And so he was taken off. Um, and that is literally because otherwise he was supposed to be one of those guys that was standing oh, there in the field no. and would have had a nuclear drum bomb basically dropped on him. Um, so that's why he's eighty and still swing dancing yeah. was because Americans were so paranoid about his German accent that he got kicked out of like basically the death squad.
0: <laughs> Typical Americans they're allowed to have Germans building their rockets.
1: I know. <laughs> you have like we get one guy.
0: One guy's a little bit Germany. I mean, yeah, sure, have Werner von Braun. Yeah. You know, just Hitler's fucking man.
1: Hey, wasn't he wasn't. I don't think he even was German. <clears throat> I don't think he isn't even German. He's from like a nearby country. God. From <laughs>
0: Luxembourg. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you, but you think, like, what are the chances? Like, at the time, he was so angry and he was cursing, like, oh, my yeah. bad luck, my bad luck. Now he's like, thank you, Jesus. That's the best thing that could ever happen. So, yeah, that's a little bit of like the Americans yeah. in Australia yeah. just carrying on like it was America. Yep. Really? We were America's bitch for still, a long time. We still are. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so, they arrived. Uh, there were some men in Jeeps. Others were in military trucks. Yeah. The military also used the trucks to form a security barrier around the reserve. Oh, hello. Uh, basically just blocking it off and chasing the kids away. Yeah. But the science teacher that had been collected by one of the students, Mr. Greenwood... Knew the area quite well. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, because no, like they used to do all their you know their fun runs and everything. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And he managed to sneak through the trees and see what was going on. Uh, his uh, so his quote: "This is how he described the situation. We saw a circular area like the trampled grass, and there were guards around it." And there were people in there with equipment. I was <laughs> pointing at it at the circle. Oh. <laughs>
0: Very scientific.
1: <laughs> Thank God we've got a scientist here <laughs> to report on the situation. I don't know. They, they had some equipment. <laughs> they were like looking at it, poking at it, gave it a kick in the ground. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, the hysterical girl, yeah. the one who had come back from the craft screaming, was taken away in an ambulance. Now, after all sort of this was moved and the military came in and chased everyone away from the area and back towards the school. Yeah. After some time, an assembly was called by the headmaster.
0: Now, you know it's serious.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not even just a note slipped into the diary going home to the parents. It's an assembly.
1: An assembly. All students and all teachers were forced to attend. Yeah. The headmaster... Stood before the entire school with gentlemen in black clothing beside him.
0: Okay, <laughs> not exactly trying to be invisible,
1: are they? <laughs> and the headmaster told everyone at the assembly, told them point blank, that they had seen nothing. <laughs> you saw nothing! <laughs> he went on to explain UFOs simply did not exist. And all they had seen was a weather balloon, pure and simple, and there was absolutely no need to talk about it any further. You were all just being hysterical over nothing. (laughs) It was a weather balloon. That's it. Let's not talk about it ever again. By the way, anyone who talks about it will be punished.
0: (laughs) We're just going to move that weather balloon to another school (laughs) like the Catholics
1: did. (laughs) The teacher who had taken the photos had her camera and all of her film confiscated by the military personnel. Okay. And one of the students actually said they were in the hallway and they saw the teacher um, fighting, like, you know, having a verbal argument saying, no, this is my camera. Like, you don't have any right to take it. And they basically just snatched it away and made her cough up all of the film that she had. Now... Other people claim that they saw the military personnel then move into the Grange Reserve with fire units and burnt all of the grassed area, removing all traces of the round circular burn marks.
0: Or they might have been doing some biochemical cleanup.
1: You know, the thing style. It was just a man with a very big beard. (coughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> or they might have been uh, fire volunteers just starting a bushfire.
1: Just randomly at the same time. Yeah.
0: may as well get it out of the way. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, while we're here, two tasks, one stone. <laughs> um, no, people were very clear that they were military Okay, uh, personnel. So yeah, all the students, you're being hysterical. Don't be ridiculous. UFOs don't exist. What why, who even mentioned UFOs? I don't know what you're talking about. They're not real. They're hysterical. I was in my headmaster's office the entire time.
0: Now if all students will turn their back to the evidence fire.
1: <laughs> don't breathe in. Nobody breathe in the smoky truth. Oh. So everyone, don't talk about it if you get talk about it you're going to be you're going to be in serious trouble but someone did talk about it and reporters flocked to the school the principal refused to talk and refused to let anyone in his staff talk yeah one student remembers that when she came to school there was a channel 9 reporter out the front uh, of the school and they had their film camera and they were reporting asking people for interviews yeah and she remembered that she answered questions from a reporter. As a result, a man um, in, uh, in, a, in a suit came out, put his hand on her shoulder and told her to get to class. Okay. She'd never seen the, the man before. But, you know, it's a 12-year-old. It's authority. She just yeah, did what course, she was yeah. told. Yeah. Um, he then told the reporters to go away. A little bit later, she was pulled from class It was taken to the headmaster and was told that because she talked to the reporters, she was getting extended detention. Oh. How rude. Can't believe he knocked. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the day after the Westall incident, Jackie, who was a student at Westall High, went to the house of her school friend, Tanya, who was the hysterical girl who had been taken away by the ambulance and believed to be the first one to reach the craft.
0: Tanya is such a hysterical name.
1: I know, seriously. Well, of course it's fucking Tanya. She didn't even see the UFO. No, it's
0: just in her jeans. Yeah, well.
1: Jackie had been to Tanya's house many times, so she knew exactly where it was. Yep. So she just went up and knocked on the door. But Tanya did not answer. And neither did her Yugoslavian parents. Okay. Who did not speak English. Instead, a woman who spoke very clear English, answered the door and told Jackie that no one named Tanya lived there. Okay. No one named Tanya had ever lived there and told Jackie that she must be confused.
0: Wow. I I haven't heard this part of the story before.
1: Tanya swears to this story um, uh, to the day. Yeah. Um, Tanya never returned to school. And none of her students ever heard from their friend again.
0: Might have been like my school where a girl got pregnant. And they just whisked her away.
1: Yeah, but then why weren't the parents still in the house? Shame. Why else? (laughs) How do you get like a proper speaking English woman to just move in? within like It's a bit of a hell of a coincidence. I'm running hysterically from school. The next day the whole fucking family disappears and Mrs fucking Bouquet has moved into your house.
0: <laughs> Look, here's my theory. Uh-huh. Uh, the men in black have gone around to Tanya's house, found that a non-English migrant family lives there mm-hmm. and they've deported them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> On the basis of that. There's no UFO. says, you're going back to Tito. Off you go. <laughs> There's ten pound palms that could use this bungalow
1: with the uh, the woman who had been there uh Jackie to visit her friend yeah. she said that you know years later she you know she heard from someone who heard from someone who heard from someone um, that they heard a story that you know uh, Tanya had been sent away to a convent So <laughs> you're told you're pregnant <laughs> Now I don't know just your whole family doesn't move. Um, do you know what landlords are like? They're not letting you out of a lease that quick.
0: Oh, it's the 1960s, though. Like Leases back in those days were a handshake and a chicken. <laughs> this is the country that had to put out a movie called They're a Weird Mob so that yeah. people would accept Italian migrants.
1: Yeah, okay, look, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Uh, now, the local newspaper ran stories for the following two weeks investigating the incident. Some sceptics suggested that it was just an ordinary aircraft and that the students had become unnecessarily hysterical. Looking at a plane. (laughs) But the school is in fact located not far from the local airport, the Moorabbin Airport, so the children were all accustomed to the sight and sound of aircraft flying above their school on a daily basis. Yeah. And they had all manner of crafts from like, you know, big to small. Yeah. So they've seen a fucking plane before. Yeah, yeah. it's the 60s, not the 1920s. <laughs> it's the 1800s. Yeah. You're like, ah! <laughs> uh, the newspaper The Age published an article suggesting it was all simply a weather balloon.
0: That's John B. Fairfax sticking his fucking dirty fingers in there.
1: Hysterical children. Weather balloon, everybody. Carry on. No UFOs <laughs> here. Nothing to worry about. Um. It we just go back to worrying about <clears throat> communists exactly and the Chinese.
0: Fairfax, notoriously conservative but prestigious newspaper.
1: Hmm. And we going for a job. Calm down, mate. No, I used to work for that company. They were cunts. <laughs> <laughs> did you Did you ever have to like you know claim something was a weather balloon? Is that why you left?
0: No, but I once had to. F- Flee for my life from the Dash for Cash, which was the Southern Hemisphere's most prestigious pigeon race.
1: Yes, you told me about this. Well, if you're going to question a man's bird-identifying skills... Yes. I bet you that guy could tell the difference between a fucking weather balloon and a UFO. I had 20 quid on it being a UFO. (laughs) That's my UFO, mate. (laughs) In 2010, a documentary called Westall's Sixty Six, a Suburban UFO Mystery hey. was made. The lead amateur investigator went to Channel 9 in an attempt to view the footage filmed by Channel 9 at the time trying to speak to the students. Yeah. As as we said earlier, one of the students clearly remembered giving an interview to Channel 9. Yeah. So he went to Channel 9 and, yeah, sure enough, they had it listed in their their archives. Right. there was a canister. It was listed as having all of the interview footage from Westall. There you go. So he's like, excellent. So they went out into the archives to find it. The canister was found, but all of the film was missing from the Channel 9 archives.
0: That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting because the other thing is a lot of footage from that era is not archived. Mm. So for them to even have it, it would have been properly preserved. So, mm. but also it was Channel Nine. <laughs> you never know. Like,
1: <laughs> well, they've got like the canister, and actually, there's like you know, it's like uh, it looks like you know, there's like footage of like inside of the archives, and there's so many canisters. Yeah, and there's a part of me where I'm like, if you remember, like the studio lost the original film of escape from new york so you know this this shit can happen but it's very suspicious that the canister is there but all the all the film is gone yeah i find that a bit yeah
0: i mean again there are stories at the abc of people having to go to the bin at Mm. the back to salvage nationally important footage that was just
1: dumped Wow! Yeah. yeah, just different people in charge like yeah. that. Not... well, it's the same with the um, like now with like you know Disney. So obviously, you know, you can buy the cells, yes. you know, from the cartoons. Yeah, back in the day, they would be like, "Oh, this is this is trash," and all the like original cells and artwork was just all dumped in in trash. Yeah, you know, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah,
0: like... <laughs> Steamboat Willie just bins.
1: <laughs> oh my lord! That being said, my mum also said that um. They once had a guy who came into the ER room yeah. and had a schooner glass in his ass. Fuck. And it had been sucked up and so now it was in his bowel. Oh. Yeah, so they had taken like x-rays and they were like, oh yeah, like we have to like cut him open and basically just cut that bit of the bowel open because they couldn't risk forceps because if it shattered... Oh, ugh. he's fucking dead. Yeah, and... Um, Anyway, that x-ray should have been on record but it ended up disappearing and she reckons it was just because somebody took it home for like Christmas drinks, shits and gigs. <laughs> so I can see how it happened. Like there's probably a fucking picture of a UFO. I guarantee some guy just took it home yeah. to get laid to probably show like- some chick.
0: Like that guy that stole the moon rock from NASA.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That was just someone trying to get laid. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah.
0: There's no government conspiracy. Australia's too incompetent to have any kind of conspiracy. <laughs> we really are.
1: I know. That's why, like people, like you know, when people always talk about, like, oh, we need more nuclear fucking in industry. No, we fucking don't. Have you not met us? <laughs> have you not met us? Don't put us in charge of a fucking nuclear reactor. <laughs>
0: yeah. Fuck. Imagine the screening process for that. Have you ever previously, whilst purchasing a case of beer? looked at a branded Jack Daniels motorised beer cooler and thought, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. Gone.
1: That's like literally everyone in the queue. Like, yeah, oh, fuck fucking, off, like.
0: Jesus, I fucking wanted the Jack Daniels drum kit. Fire. Oh,
1: my God. All I imagine is all these Aussies, like, you know, in the full, like, nuclear radiation stuff, like the plastic suits, the plastic helmets, and fucking thongs. Yeah. Because it's fucking 46 degrees, mate. I'm not putting those fucking rubber boots on. Get fucked, mate.
0: I'd love to see an Australian version of Chernobyl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Except when the guy like runs down to the nuclear reactor and you see the things like bobbling up and down. It's not the great. It's just all the bottles of beer that people had <laughs> stored in there.
0: Pulls out his phone to put a bet on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god. Yeah, and then cut to like the people outside the factory and there's just a guy like punching a kangaroo <laughs> as they just watch the thing explode. <laughs> oh.
0: That's not a nuclear disaster.
1: And, and then he lights his fart.
0: <laughs> That's a nuclear disaster. <laughs> Chernobyl Dundee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! There's our next T-shirt.
0: Absolutely. Oh my god! He wrestles a fucking
1: plutonium rod. <laughs> oh my god! One of us is gonna have to break down first, and it ain't gonna be me, cunt.
0: <laughs> Five hundred thousand years? <laughs> Fuck! Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, my favourite my, oh Fuck, this is just so many little sideways little twists today But my favourite mm. story from the making of the real Crocodile Dundee movie uh-huh. Was where he hypnotises that water buffalo Yeah, yeah, yeah Do you know how they did that? No They got it so shit-faced
1: Oh, fucking of course. I should have just known it's Australia. They got it drunk. They got it
0: drunk. And there's, there's actual footage of them with Foster's long necks oh. just jamming them in the mouth of this water buffalo who's just licking... Not unlike probably the way the beer glass went up that dude's asshole. Yeah. Just licking around the bottle as it just... And you can watch its eyes just go... Burr. They fed it something fucked up like 200 beers.
1: Oh, my... Well, I told you about in Silverton, just outside of Broken Hill, they used yeah. to have that camel. And the camel would break out of its paddock... And then would just saunter down to like the pub, which is pretty much there's like an art gallery, an old like jail, and the pub. Yeah. Um, oh, and now the Mad Max Museum. But like the camel would just saunter down there and then would just, it would stick its head through the window and then just grab people's pints and just, <laughs> and just neck them. And then if people like tried to like, like, you know, fight it for its pints, it would get, like, really aggressive. Like, yeah. fucking fuck you up, mate. I'm a fucking camel. And it would charge <laughs> you in there. And they'd have to just, like, give it, like, pints to, like, keep it happy while they contact it and be like, Jim, will you come get your fucking camel? It's down here again.
0: They can kick in any direction. They're, oh. they're not like a horse. They can fuck you up.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes the guy would go to the pub, like he'd ride the camel there Mm. and he'd go up, he'd order two pints, he'd have a pint, he'd give a pint to the camel and then at the end of the night he'd get on the camel, just strap himself, he had like a seatbelt that he would click so he'd stay on the saddle and then the camel would just wander home because it knew the direction. And he got, a, he got charged. He got a DUI once because the cops pulled up and he was legit, like, hanging off the side of this thing, passed out, snoring. <laughs> while the camel was just walking up the highway back to his fucking house in the middle of nowhere.
0: That's amazing.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And when that camel died... Oh, no. The RSPCA moved in. Oh no! And put like a bar saying, "If if we catch you ever giving this camel beer again, we're going to prosecute <laughs> you." I swear to God, within like within like a week, the camel died. <laughs> I think it went into like just, detox. Amy, yeah, Amy Winehouse did. Yeah, well, you like you know you got to wean an alcoholic up. You can't just yeah. cut him short. No, yeah, no, they just cut him off, and so the camel just <laughs> up and died. So they got a fucking like bulldozer, okay, Uh, and they brought him back and buried him in the beer garden.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. How is that not an Australian movie? (laughs) How is that not a movie? Oh, my God,
1: there's our first feature film. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thirsty camel. (laughs) Oh, my God. We call it camel toe.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God, that poor camel, I tell you. Oh, yo, yo. Anyway, he had like about five sons and one of them once asked me out on a, on a date. Oh, hello. And my dad was just like, no fucking way. If he comes to this house, I'll fucking punch him.
0: He's like, I'll feed you beers all night and ride you home.
1: <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, I, I wasn't that interested anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I never went on a date with him. But anyway. Oh, so where were we? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. So Chick has disappeared like the film. Yep. Okay. In 2013, the local council decided to get involved. The local council, you know, your local council always has a finger on the pulse.
0: Yeah, this is serious. They're going to send an inspector out. Like 60 there's,
1: years later, There's the going to be cones. Gets, yeah. We hear someone's illegally parking on this field. <laughs> it's a $42 fine. Someone's going to pay this fine. Can't just be parking willy-nilly. There are council bylaws to be upheld.
0: I'm putting a sticker on this.
1: <laughs> this is fucking clamped. <laughs> Oh, So in 2013, the local council decided to commemorate the Westall incident when it opened a new children's playground on the Grange Reserve. Okay. The main attraction... Being a large UFO that children can play on. Oh,
0: that's amazing.
1: Complete with miniature console inside. You can actually Google. I meant to save a picture, but I didn't bring the picture. You can actually Google it. It's got a miniature console inside, and the children can inject themselves by either one of two slides on either side of the UFO. I was going to
0: say, kids injecting themselves in a park. No,
1: eject. (laughs) Oh, eject. Eject. Or you can slide down the fireman's pole. (laughs) There's also a toilet and barbecue facilities and wait for it. Oh, God. The council actually went all out. They spent the extra money. The UFO lights up with blinking lights at night. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: And then people inject themselves.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, this is the place that you want to go and do drugs. Like, I swear to God. And they've even got, like, a, a couple of little plaques at the area yeah. to sort of detail of, like... Oh,
0: that's so cute. You've
1: seen it? How cool is it?
0: That's cute. I know. I love it.
1: It's got seven reviews on TripAdvisor.
0: <laughs>
1: Feels mostly positive. Mostly. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I know how cool it, but honestly, you uh, if they, I'll, I'll send you the footage later of it l- lit up at night, yeah, it's fucking amazing. That's so good. Yeah,
0: don't see that in Area Fifty One, do you?
1: <laughs> I know that's what they need. <laughs> oh, lord! Now, over fifty years later, one of the teachers who witnessed the incident came out with a shocking claim.
0: Okay, do
1: you remember the science teacher? I do, Andrew. Greenwood. Yep. So he taught a year nine science at Westall High School.
0: Lots of magnesium in puddles and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Is that a, sodium metals. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. Will eventually be diagnosed with cancer and then begins creating meth. Um. <laughs> to so no sorry wrong wrong science teacher sorry wrong science teacher. I'm rewatching Breaking Bad at the moment. How good is it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's the one that the students came in to tell. Yeah. In 2021, he told Channel 7 reporters what he saw that day. I saw a craft. (laughs) A mechanical object, intelligently controlled, hovering above me. Fair enough. Science. Yeah. Science Teacher Greenwood said that at the time he in fact talked to reporters from the local news about the incident. Yeah. But became frightened when two weeks after the sighting, two men who claimed to be government officials showed up at his home. Quote, one in plain clothes and the other one senior air force.
0: Okay, yep.
1: Science teacher Greenwood alleges that the men told him that he was wrong about what he thought he had seen and that he had really, had he really seen anything at all? Really? Have you, mate? Did you really see anything? Greenwood went on to explain to Channel 7 the conversation. When I tried to explain to them that they weren't there, I was, and I knew what I saw. Well, the first suggestion was that you'd be ill-advised to go on saying to, to go on saying that, because clearly, you were drunk on duty. And we'd have to report you to the education department, and of course, you will lose your job. Oh. So he kept quiet for fear of losing his career for the next 50 years. Yeah, that's fair. That's a that's a pretty flat out. Yeah. We're going to report you for being a drunk. Well, back
0: then, I mean, these days, it's just like, oh, is that all they do? Fuck, he's fine. Yeah, Put him yeah. In charge he's, of more he's kids. not
1: fiddling anyone. No one gives a shit. <laughs> he's not like, downloading child porn. Yeah. Right? Woo! Teacher of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. Woo! Yeah, not having sex with them in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Fucking winner, mate. Chicken dinner. Ah, oh. You've
0: got to be drunk to do that job.
1: Oh, wouldn't you be though? Yeah. Why would you do that? I could not. You know what? Eight weeks vacation a year, that's why.
0: That's not enough. <laughs> that's just to that's just to sober up.
1: Oh my god, what shits me is like you hear these stories from like a, a like in America, in particular, where like teachers have to buy like their yeah. own students pencils because yeah. they can't even get fucking pencils at their job, and throw
0: themselves in front of bullets.
1: Yeah, like what the fuck? I don't like. Yeah, they're literally putting themselves between your child and bullets. <laughs> buy them fucking pencils. Imagine
0: having to buy your, your own kids pencils yeah having to jump in front of bullets yeah probably having to feed a bunch of kids too
1: oh yeah 100% and And then a heap of kids as well and
0: then at the end of the day just like some fucking rinky dink school board tells you you have to tell them that the dinosaurs aren't real you're like oh god (sighs) why is anyone a teacher in the united states
1: yeah seriously what the fuck they're not paid enough no no they're not jesus christ Like, yeah, I hate it. It was like, uh, oh my God, they were doing a thing about, yeah, oh my God, I was watching a thing the other day. A teacher, and so she went off, she did college, she studied to be um, a teacher. She's like, I want to be a teacher. I've always been passionate about teaching kids. But what she was earning as a teacher, it wasn't enough to pay her rent and pay all of her bills. So she started an OnlyFans and has now quit her job as a teacher because she earns ten times as much having an OnlyFans account.
0: That's number one. That's amazing. And tell me the OnlyFans afterwards. Because that slots <laughs> nicely into a lot of my teenage fantasies.
1: Uh, number
0: two. Any American teachers listening, there's a teacher shortage in Australia and it's really well paid.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, compared to that shit.
0: It's actually really quite easy to migrate here.
1: I know. But just then I feel tell, bad for like all the British. kids that are just stuck in America with no one to fucking teach them.
0: No. Uh <sighs> kids.
1: I know. Yeah. What a shit time to be a kid, eh? Yeah. Ah, you're screwed, kids. Sorry. (laughs) You're fucking screwed. Like, I don't, we tried, we've tried to, you know what? I feel like you and I can do more. Let's do more for the planet. Have we glued ourselves to any artwork or anything recently?
0: No. Should we throw some soup on something?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, shitty soup. Like pea soup. Not the good soup. Yeah. 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 Out of date or I'll feel bad. Audi
0: brand. (laughs) that stuff.
1: I can't I'm like oh, it's 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 years of my parents telling me, "Oh, look think of all the children in Africa who'd love to eat <laughs> that food."
0: Not one fucking kid in Africa wants Heinz pumpkin soup, mum.
1: Yeah, not one. <laughs> no. Nah. Not one here wants it, not one over there wants it. Oh, lord. Okay. Uh. So, now retired, science teacher Greenwood also claims that almost a year after the incident at Westall, he was interviewed by American physicist Dr. James E. McDonald, who was well known for his interest and studies into UFOs, yep. who worked for the American government. The science teacher strongly believes that the Australian government covered up the incident and has refused to tell the public the truth ever since. Quote, it just beggars belief for me in Australia. Again, why have I gone?
0: I don't know. This is our own people. You we, don't even need to put an accent
1: on. <laughs> we, we've never had an official <laughs> investigation. I got to uh, uh, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Okay. <laughs> it just beggars belief for me in Australia. We've never had an official investigation. And flatly, I think there has been a cover-up. I really do
0: more than likely at some level, but I genuinely don't think Australia is involved. Is enough. that organised enough? I really don't think we. I really don't think we are.
1: I, just, I really believe that like the Americans could have come in and covered this up, and yeah. someone was just like, "Yeah, right. Yeah, good on it. What on you?"
0: Well, my dad worked in naval intelligence, mm. and he he just straight up says the Americans. Like he he was his job to take these coded tele, telefax things, yeah, like the precursors to faxes, yeah, and hand them to Americans, yeah. Well, they were there.
1: Yeah. 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 So I honestly think, like, yeah, the Americans would have had their special, you know, group who were on this shit. They knew this shit. They would have been tracking this shit. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we'd just be like, oh, you want us to you want us to put some old gas in it when the truck come back at <laughs> night? We'd fill it up and off they'd go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We're such a bunch of bitches. Yeah. Oh. Despite many requests and investigations, no one has ever been able to find an official report from the Australian government or any of its military forces on the Westall incident. Uh But the Air Force was clearly there. Yeah. There should be an incident. Report.
0: We we do have very good secrecy laws in Australia. Like they, they can basically keep shit hidden indefinitely if it's in the national. Security. Yeah, when you say very good, you mean well. Very very prescriptive and very hard to defeat. Yes, Australia's freedom of information laws are a joke. It's very hard to get information out of
1: governments here. It really. Well, I I remember. I mean, I used to work. Yeah, you were in freedom of information. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, yeah, people would request and you'd have like, okay, here's the document that they're, that they're asking for Yeah, and it's very clearly document. And then it would go up to like the managers and then they would, (laughs) and you'd get back this document that is completely different from like this document. And they're like, no, but it's the, it's the same thing. And you're like, no, it's, it's really not. This, this is, this is not, this is a 280 page document. Yeah. And you've brought it down to, like, eight lines. Yeah. Which, that's, this is not the same. Nope. This is not the same. Oh, my God. Because I was like, oh, my God, I went through the full, like, 280 pages, yeah, and I redacted the stuff, which you th- it should be redacted, like a person's individual name and address. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for privacy, you know, they don't need Channel 9 showing up, yeah. so I did that to 280 pages, and then uh. my 280 pages, brrr, straight through the... Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> and it was basically just get sent like a table, which is like, well, oh, 24 things happened.
0: I shouldn't be saying this on air. But I remember back in my politics days, mm. staff from my office organising drinks yeah to celebrate a particularly vicious FOI they'd managed to frustrate
1: yeah and yeah. they
0: they'd done it with like the the scantest application of the law yeah and they're like yeah hey, we've just totally subverted democracy let's get drinks yeah.
1: It's fucking outrageous the shit they would do, or someone would put in a like, be like talking about stuff. I'm going to put in a freedom of information, and they're like, "Oh, don't put in a freedom of information. It's going to cost you like two hundred and eighty dollars." You know what? Let me just prepare something for you. Yeah. Let me just prepare something for you. You know that'll roundabout give you that info, and you won't have to go through all that kerfuffle. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't get that. You don't get the same info. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my lord. So, yeah, no one was able to find, you know, any reports on this. Yeah. Despite what over 200 students and teachers, nearby market gardeners, and a nearby horse owner (laughs) claimed to have clearly seen...
0: Well, he's clearly sober. He owns a horse. He's a horse. (laughs) He's a reliable witness. Let's not listen to those swarthy Mediterraneans who are growing tomatoes over there. Who
1: knows what they're really, you know, what they're growing? Probably growing communism.
0: (laughs) They're red tomatoes. Oh my (laughs) God!
1: Support them quickly. It's an invasion of the red kind. Oh my God! Oh my God! Is that Chinese (gasps) watercress? you come here by submarine. <laughs> no, this man has a horse. He's Clearly an upstanding member of the community. Subject to the queen. <laughs> oh. So, despite what this horse owner and the students and the market gardeners claim to have clearly seen, yeah. and to this day passionately state yeah. what they saw and what they saw was an unidentified flying craft. Yeah. That moved at a velocity and a skill that no machine at the time moved at and no machine currently today moves at at the same level.
0: Yeah you can actually see their testimony as well if you want to check out two documentaries mm. uh, James Fox who did the, the phenomenon which mm-hmm. is a great sort of primer mm-hmm. that's a good one Ross Coulthard the channel seven reporter he's a freelance reporter did also a reasonable job of speaking to them as well so mm-hmm. they they're both on YouTube you can dig those up
1: yeah there there is uh, also oh God, even like uh, to this day like we we got um, uh, some of these quotes from even channel 10. Um, a few years ago, did interviews. They all lined them up and they all keep saying the same thing. Yeah, This happened. People are calling us liars. We know what we saw. We know what an aeroplane looks like. We'd see them every day. It wasn't a freaking weather balloon. Why was the military there? Why is there no record of the military uh, being there? Yeah. Um, And why were we all told straight away, no, you didn't see anything? And where the fuck did Tanya go? Yeah, fucking where's Tanya? Where's Tanya? (laughs) There's oh, some more merch. Tanya Oh my God. You know, FYI you know, if you're out there, Tanya, and you're listening to this, yeah, please get in contact with us at the John Brooks. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start us like an actual like we'll get us an email address. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll I'll work on that tonight. Okay. And so then Tanya, we want you to reach out to us. Okay. At the John Brooks. <laughs> On Instagram, yeah. And and let us know what happened. Yeah, drop, drop us a DM. <laughs> or send a weather balloon. <laughs> uh, whatever's easiest. Uh, so they passionately to this day still say what they saw. It seems the government says nothing was seen at all. What do you reckon? Do you reckon 200 students... A dozen teachers, two market gardeners, and a horse owner <laughs> saw a UFO that day.
0: Well, they certainly saw a UFO. Was it uh, was it extraterrestrial is the question. Mm-hmm. Now, there is that photograph. There's a Polaroid photograph that's getting around um, that someone who was a suburb over claims to have just basically been in the backyard... Mm-hmm. Looking at plants or something like that, and then saw this thing in the sky. Neighbor
1: naked. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they were doing.
0: Oh. Snapped it. It's a really interesting photo. It looks like a bell. It's basically um, on its side. Mm-hmm. The the typical, I suppose, the 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 current uh, accepted uh, version of how UFOs propel themselves at the mm-hmm. moment being that they do it kind of sideways because mm-hmm. they manipulate gravity. Yep, and that's what this thing looks like. It's doing. Uh, notable uh, sceptics, people like Mick West, who mm. you can find on Twitter, have basically said, that's just a fucking bell. And he's thrown <laughs> it in the air and taken a photo. And you're like, <laughs> you know what? It could be a bell. Yeah. <laughs> it really could. And also, given it was taken with a Polaroid camera, which they've got a shutter speed of something fucked. Yeah. Like like one eightieth of a second or something like that, or one fiftieth yeah. of a second. Yeah. They're not good for freezing action at all. Yeah. So
1: yeah, but things like come, but things that come back to me like as if this is not something like, and you know that yeah. there's something going on. Why are you seizing cameras and oh, film? Exactly. Well, I mean, the,
0: the one of the versions of events I've heard is that it was potentially an American, um, because the Americans did a lot of uh, strange kind of uh, unmanned aircraft to, to basically mm-hmm. test. Um, uh, radar capabilities, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, like a lot of the stuff that's being reported today, where uh, pilots are saying they're seeing, um, our, like essentially metallic cubes inside clear spheres. Mm-hmm. There's actually documented proof that um, there's a very similar device that's used to test mm-hmm. radar capabilities. It's like yep. it's basically just a balloon with an alpha or cube in it. Yep. Um, so there's one. That's one thing. Like maybe the kids saw an experimental aircraft. Mind you, it's the 1960s.
1: And if if. If they were kicking an experimental craft in the 60s, how come we don't have something even remotely similar to that technology today? Exactly.
0: And being the 60s, we're still talking like the pinnacle of American technology then was the U-2 spy plane later replaced with the SR-71. Very, very obviously identifiable as winged aircraft. Yes. And as far as I'm aware, no SR-71 or anything like that's ever actually operated in Australia.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like they were, and like I said, the, you know, these are students who've seen, you know, they've seen fucking planes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know what a fucking plane is, you know. Um, and then, yeah, planes don't just come and land, boop. Yeah. On your on your nearby reserve, and then just boop, yeah, pop off again. Pop
0: off and then do crazy un, unexplainable maneuvers.
1: Yeah, and then move, leaving all the other aircraft, which has seen it and has come in to be like, oh, what the fuck is that, and what's yeah. going on, to just like leave them in their dust.
0: Yeah, it's it's a compelling story. One of the better ones going, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Just going by the sheer number of witnesses, and when you do see them, these people haven't profited from it.
1: No, if, if anything, there's there's one woman who's you know basically just saying how it's had a negative effect on her life. Oh yeah, because she's constantly been you know tried to prove it, and just everyone has like ridiculed her and dismissed her, and yeah. I've you know. seen a
0: couple of really freaky things and every mm. time I've told people, they look at me like I'm fucking cooked. Yeah. And even and even then, I'm pre- I've prefaced it by saying, I'm not saying it's a UFO, I'm just saying it was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, they're like, you're a fucking, you, yeah. you grew up next to a lead smelter, you fucking cooker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's just, uh, I just, yeah, like, I've never had military personnel show up because there's been a stray weather balloon. Yeah. You know, like we've all seen the Avengers films. We know what happens when S.H.I.E.L.D. is plopping into action. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but yeah, th- I mean, the things that make this remarkable for me are that it happened in Melbourne. It didn't mm. happen, of all the places you think it's going to happen, it's going to happen at Pine Gap or it's going to happen at Woomera. Mm. It's going to happen at the uh, the test sites out there. But no, this is suburban Melbourne. Australia really didn't have the Secret Service infrastructure to cover something like that up quickly because yeah. it's the 1960s. We're still involved in trying to find dissident students who are raising hell against Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, they're chasing... We them.
1: lost the Prime Minister!
0: Yeah. So they're, they're still chasing Julie Macrossan and, uh, you know, the bloody Jermaine Greer. Mm. That's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, um, women. Yeah, they're, they're, they're making profiles on... They're making Feminist. profiles
0: on feminists and notable yeah. agitators and Normie Rowe. And
1: yeah, and people who eat too much Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah, they
0: they weren't equipped for fucking UFOs.
1: Yeah, good God, no. Yeah,
0: I actually even asked my dad, like, because uh, there was quite a lot of UFO sightings in Vietnam, and Dad did two tours of Vietnam in the the, the Tonkin Gulf. Mm. I was like, did you ever see anything? He's like, no. Nah. On radar, no. Nah. Yeah, radio stuff. that was because he was a radio operator. Yeah. Did you ever hear anything weird?
1: No. Nah. And like he
0: he would tell me. Yeah. He's just like no, nah, nothing weird ever happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: so a lot of this stuff often happens around American stuff. So it's really interesting that it happened here in Australia.
1: Oh, my God. You, maybe the UFO was following the Americans. Probably. You know? Oh, my God. Like, if this episode doesn't result in us being followed home, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know what. We- Actually, oh, my God. Okay, so I don't want to like keep going on about it, But that's the other thing that happened at the Supernova. A government agency was there, one that I'd never heard of before. And I was going to bring you, they gave me like a show bag of goodies. Right. In the back of my mind, I'm like, they're all listening devices. (laughs) Such a good, but it was like the geospatial investigation unit branch. Oh, yeah.
0: Like they openly recruit.
1: Yeah. They were trying to get all the nerds like involved. And can I say the shit they were giving away so good in my bag. I, I got a very good quality pencil. Yeah, a pencil sharpener, a razor, uh, a stress ball in the shape of planet Earth. There you go. Note pads, post-it notes. I was yeah. so excited just by the quality of their merch. Oh, and a shopping bag, nice tote. Yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. Like. But no, if you want, if you're on to recruit code breakers and mm. you know and people like that, absolutely I'll go get to, on that
1: nerd bad way. Go
0: go to a fucking comic con.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, that was so funny because they were right next to like the Dungeons and Dragons stall, and they were just like, "Yes, yes, little kid who likes numbers, come over here." <laughs> and I want like, to be like, you're gonna get more, like, you get more of them interested if you stapled a couple of like fancy D and D dice to their card as yeah. opposed to like you know, a stress ball and a pencil, but that's just me. (laughs) You know, if they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. In my stress ball. If you're listening. (laughs) No one's listening. Damn it. Oh my God. How good would that be? Like if we disappear. Oh my God. How good would that be for our ratings?
0: That would be good. uh, Azio. if you are listening, Mm. Um, bring a large car. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not disappearing in no fucking Camry.
1: Oh my God. I want snacks. Yeah. Yeah. I want lots of snacks and I'm bringing my cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I'll go willingly.
1: Oh, really? No, no show me. The, I want
0: to see the aliens. Come on.
1: <laughs> you just like, I've had enough. I'm out. <laughs> Take me. Ah! I'll cooperate. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe, well, you know, if anyone can think of a reason why John should stick around with us, let him know <laughs> at the John Brooks. I think he just needs a virtual hug. I think that's what it is.
0: I need a virtual Michael Bean.
1: You should have come, man. He would have taken you in his strong manly arms and all would have been all right.
0: Oh, I was looking after my son.
1: Oh, I was off meeting the ultimate bug stomper. There you go. Oh, he could stomp my bug. I'm sure he would. With his penis.
0: Yeah. He'd stick it in the mouth like the shotgun and go, eat this. (laughs) Just
1: blow your hips out. Oh my God. I would be on him like a xenomorph. (laughs) Oh my god. But you know what everyone? Uh, I think Michael Bean, I'm just going to say it. Michael Bean is an absolute Mothman in disguise. I'm sure he is. He's a real Mothman. Eats the carpet.
0: <laughs> and there's no no in don't touch the celebrities, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck one celebrity. <laughs>